All right, so welcome to the What We've Been Watching segment. Yeah, we're recording this one separate. We thought we'd split it up to you know, just make neither one a really long session, just for us, recording purposes only. Yep. So you want to start with what you've been watching, or you want to? Yeah, mine's pretty short. This may be a short segment. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I was supposed to go on a Mad Men fest fast as we know if we listened to the last one. <laughs> yes. And here's here is why because of Mr. Selfridge and Orphan Black, right? Right. So I'd watch. Okay, first Mr. Selfridge. I um, figured out the easiest way to get him was through my library and they have two copies and they're both out and there were no requests and so I thought well I'll just put myself on the hold list and I should get it in a few days right and they're both due on the 14th so that's in four days five days five days yeah so, so that's that so I can't watch Mr. Selfridge oh, okay and I would watch a couple episodes of Orphan Black. I had to watch two before I could watch a Mad Men. That was mine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really wasn't going to, but... It just... You are so funny. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and so I would watch two Orphan Blacks, and then... Here's the thing, too, is that it was the weekend, and then it was spring break. So... We've had way later mornings than usual, and right, you know, Scout's at the point where she's quite self-sufficient. She'll wake up. The first thing she likes to do is grab the laptop from our room and start playing on the computer in her room. And if she gets hungry, she grabs a box of cereal or something and snacks on it. So she's fine till. A long time before she needs anything. Right. And Eleanor sleeps pretty well. She sleeps until 8. And Anyway. So, basically, I would put the kids to bed. My husband is, like, doing those, um... He's at a part of nursing school where he's has to work at hospitals and do shifts. Right. And they're, like, 12 hours long and... Oof. Anyway, he's going to bed early because he has to get up at 4.30 for one of them. Oh, and then it's a 12-hour day. And Anyway, he's kind of knocked out really early, too. So <laughs> watch a couple Orphan Blacks, and then it's like 10.30. And then <laughs> I'll, like, watch Mad Men till like, 2. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, so what season of Mad Men are you on now? I finished four, and I, I I didn't watch one episode all day yesterday. It's I, killing you. <laughs> I can hear it in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'll break down today. But um, it just left it at a point where you're like, it's too happy to be true, boo, you know? Oh, that's right. You did say something on Facebook. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, I'm I'm getting the mama bear for Donald Draper. <laughs> <laughs> I do this. I'm getting so like 
I get so mama bear over some characters lately, and I think I think it's Eleanor's fault. Yeah, I mean, Scout made me a mom, right? And all of what that entailed, but Eleanor brought out this protective mama bear thing in me, right? And it is translating to how I look at s- certain characters. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Draper is not without his faults, but I want him to be happy. And anyway. Oh, that's funny that he brings out the mama bear in you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's something I've, this mama bear thing is just something I've noticed in the last few years I'm starting to do with characters. You kind of did it with Dexter. Yes, I did. I did it with Dexter. So you're picking like these really weird people to. Well, I am. I don't know anything about Don Draper, just. But, I know he's a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, my other mama bear is a uh, a big one in my life. It's Spike from Buffy. <laughs> right, you've mentioned that before. Once you, once you've started it, you'll be like. Really? <laughs> it's going to make you laugh. <laughs> he's a vampire, and anyway. Oh. <laughs> he's like a... He's hundreds of years old, but the joke of the show, one of the jokes of the show is that Billy Idol got his looks from him. Um, Spike's from London, and he's a bad boy, and he's like... Um, he was punk, and I don't know. He's great. He is a great... I think I can picture him just from remembering commercials for Buffy. I, I think I know who you're, t- especially He's when like you're really idle. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway, it's a very funny character for someone to mama bear, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> Fiercely. <laughs> just don't mama bear Zane. <laughs> Ooh, no way. I don't know. He'd probably have to show some vulnerabilities. <laughs> so I'm not making any promises. <laughs> I love how you backtrack. You're like, no way. Well, <laughs> if he shows some vulnerability, we'll see. Oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah. So I am loving Mad Men. I couldn't love it more. I don't think. Um, and I don't. It starts on Sunday. I've got um, two seasons. Four. Oh, yeah, I've got two seasons. Although I can DVR it, so. There you go. Oh, that's hilarious, because you just started watching it, like, two or three weeks ago? Yeah, I guess I'm averaging more than one a, one a week, a season a week. Um, wow. That's 13 episodes. You know when you can stay up till 2? And that's your household true. goes to bed at, like, 8.30. That's true. That's true. <laughs> to do. You do, because it's not like at one o'clock in the morning you can be cleaning the kitchen or something. No, so and I get all that done. Quiet, you know. I make little rules for myself and things. <laughs> that all gets done. <laughs> right. Well, that's great. So, how far are you into Orphan Black? I finished it. Oh, so you have watched the whole? Yeah. So we can discuss it if we want in some spoilery section. If. Okay, why don't we save that to the end since we don't have Walking Dead to talk about. Right, okay. Okay. Um, anything else you've been watching then? No, but we've 
I just wanted to. We haven't done um, any watching challenges lately. Oh, that's right. And in light and in honor of our discussions we had with Harold, I'm going to make a challenge for you. It can take you a while. Uh-huh. I want you to watch through the episode Angel of Buffy Season 1. It's okay. been challenged. I'm writing it down. <laughs> the gauntlet has been laid. <laughs> yes. So through the episode called Angel? Yep. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I think... I remember by the time Angel was done, I had a fair opinion of the show. I don't mean, like, good opinion, but I kind of had my mind around it, and I think I had gotten quite interested by then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, I, you've probably heard this a million times, and probably by me, but it's halfway through the second season where you really get hooked. Right. And it really gets interesting. But I remember by the time Angel was done, I was like, huh, might be pretty good. Okay, I'm going to do it. In fact, I think I'll do it when we finish recording. Hooray! Because, <laughs> yes, Harold did send me an email because you called him out. To try and convince me. So he sent me a very well put together argument. You yeah. know, saying yes, it's got its faults, but the stuff that's peppered through is so good. You just have to get through that, you know, and you've said the same thing. You two aren't the only huge Buffy fans that I know and respect opinions, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you should have heard Chris Hardwick on The Nerdist when he had Joss Whedon on. Oh, I did. I've actually. Did I've, you listen I, to them? I've started. I've listened to a few of those. Yeah. Oh, they're kind of fun, aren't they? Uh-huh. Yeah. Joss Whedon one because I guess they lived across the street from each other at one time. Right. I loved how Chris is like, "Oh man, if Buffy was on when you were my neighbor, I'd be like, <laughs> knock knock knock." You know? I know. <laughs> that oh, made cute. me laugh. But um, all right, I'm gonna do it. I've got today off. Cam's up in Logan for the day because that is one thing I did mention in my emails back to you and Harold is I will get never-ending teasing from my husband if he knows I'm watching Buffy so I've got to keep it on the down low. (laughs) I heard you say that and then I thought you know if he started watching especially I think there's some episodes he could really get into. I don't know. Against his will. Rob has accepted the fact, and right. If Rob doesn't tease me that much about it, then I mean, and I right, and it would be good-natured ribbing, not like right. mean teasing. You oh, know. of course. But uh, yeah, Rob has accepted his nerdy wife. Yeah, Cam. Cam's accepted his. In fact, you know, I ordered that Truffaut and Hitchcock book. Mm-hmm. And Cam and our friend Thane was over the day it got delivered and they were doing something on the camper and I got the mail and I was all excited because I knew it was the book and Cam's like, what nerdy book did you get this time? And I'm like, well, it's just French director Truffaut who talks about Hitchcock and Cam's (laughs) like, nerd. (laughs) And Thane's like, that's pretty nerdy, Sue. (laughs) And then, so I bring the book in, I unwrap it. And it's, it's basically, it looks like a textbook. Obviously, this was used in, like, a film school class. Oh, cool. And it, I bought it used, so I only got it for a couple bucks. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's some highlight 
underlining some notes in the margin type stuff and you know a couple hours after i brought it in cam came inside to get a drink or something and he sees the book sitting there and he's like it's a textbook and then he starts flipping through it and he goes you've already underlined (laughs) (laughs) he's like horrified (laughs) (laughs) like i came in and just immediately started reading it and highlighting things Like it wasn't me. <laughs> you are such a nerd. So anyway, thought that was funny. So okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna watch it. Good. I've got to just take the plunge. Yep. And so. you gotta pay your dues with the first while. You, you know, with all this talk about degrading it, you might actually find it better than you expect. See, that's the thing. I think my expectations are so <laughs> low. I'm gonna be like, I think the first season kicks ass. <laughs> And you know the second half of it's actually the last few episodes are actually pretty good. It rears up, has a All good right. season finale and stuff. Maybe I can catch up with where Bronwyn's at, and she and I can become your little Buffy proteges. Or oh my something. gosh, I'll be so excited! I, I, oh, the mama bear <laughs> you just came out. <laughs> <laughs> B is um, we actually hadn't talked about it for a while, but we just talked about it like earlier this week. She she's um. About she's in season three, about to start an episode called The Zeppo. Oh, okay. So but she hasn't watched for a while because of well, they just moved into a new house and she's been busy. Yeah. Doing house repairs. Anyway, so last oh. I knew, that's where she's at. And The Zeppo is fantastic. The Zeppo is an inter. You know, a little lecture about Buffy, real quick. We're this have had a lot of this help you. <laughs> Motel. <laughs> <laughs> well, not this. This is what we've been watching. True. Okay. Um, a lot of the stuff that, you know, this was early 90s, 90s, mid 90s. Anyway. Yeah. A lot of things that happened in this show have been duplicated and used again where this was the first time it happened. Joss came up with this stuff. Um, different types of ways to tell stories. Lots of stuff. And... The Zeppo's one of them that's been duplicated to where, if you watch it, you may not think it's original, but it's actually is original. An idea that he came up with. That oh, cool. People do that. Anyway. Yeah, people now do. Mm-hmm. Right on. Yeah, because that, yeah, that show was, yeah, early 90s. I was, yeah. I was going to say, I think I was living downtown Salt Lake when it was on. Yeah, it, it, uh. No, actually, I think it's mid-90s. Is it? I think so. Well, I lived downtown Salt Lake till about 2000, so. Yeah, it definitely was well underway by then. Yeah. So, okay. I'm going to okay. do it. So, look forward to next week's people. <laughs> <laughs> um, me, Harold, and Sarah SF, is that what she called herself on iTunes? Yep. We will all be waiting with bated breath. I, I've got I've got a little support group I've got a yes. little cheering section <laughs> alright so okay so I watched a couple movies this week I haven't watched movies in a while but I was yeah. kind of in a movie mood I went to Redbox and just kind of 
with nothing in mind to watch and noticed the movie Enough Said with uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus and James Gandolfini. Oh, I remember hearing about that, that it was pretty good. Yeah, it's not my kind of movie. I am not, I will never on purpose watch a romantic comedy or a chick flick, if you want to call it. I, they are just not me. I don't like them. I avoid them, but one of the podcasts I listen to, one of the Kevin Smith ones is Hollywood Babylon, and he hosts it with this guy, Ralph Garman, who is a like a radio guy in L.A., mm-hmm. and I like Ralph. He He's a pretty cool dude, has good taste, and he saw this movie with his wife and couldn't stop talking about it. He just went off on how much he loved it, and I was like, you know... I think I'll give it a chance because I like Julia Louis-Dreyfus a lot. And I really like James Gandolfini, too. Yeah. And so I watched it, and it's a good movie. It's really good. Yeah, I... It's a romantic comedy, but it's not your typical romantic comedy. It's not... It's very well done. See, and that's where I... I will what you say about avoiding rom-coms, I will avoid 98% of them, but mm-hmm. a good one is really good and fun a good and one's enjoyable. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah, I avoid them, but you just, you know, when they're good and you hear the right people say they're good. Yeah. You give them a chance, you know, like when Harry met Sally, that's a great one. Sure. You know, there's a fun one, a French one called heartbreaker that I just adore. Oh, really? I'm going to write that down. Um, That's on Netflix streaming. But yeah, I probably haven't seen like like 98% of them because I just, they're just not my thing. Um, but this one's good. It's a different kind of story. So it's not your typical. She, I mean, there is a little bit of trickery and getting caught in a bad situation that drive me nuts about rom-coms you know sure yes you know like oh that guy's cute and he's in a coma i'm gonna pretend he's my husband or i don't know that (laughs) i've never seen that one but while you were sleeping yes i've seen that way more times than i'd like to admit but not in the last 15 years (laughs) oh it just sounds like such a horrible setup what a horrible person to do that that is just terrible to me (laughs) <laughs> it just makes me so mad. <laughs> she didn't set out to do it. I don't it was care. Mistaken identity, anyway. I I'm don't not, care. I'm not gonna sit and justify or nope. um, defend while yep. you're sleeping. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, enough said. I recommend it. It's and James Gandolfini. He's so cute in it. He just, Aww. you know, it's so fun to see him. Like not doing the Tony Soprano. Yeah. Right Tony Soprano is one of my favorite, you know, TV characters ever. He was fantastic, but it's, it was a lot of fun to see him as just kind of this funny, goofy, big, cuddly guy, you know? And he passed away, didn't he? Yeah, I think this is like his last movie or one of his very, very last movies. That's too bad. Like, I don't think this had been released yet when he died. Wow. So what is it called again? Enough said. And it's a red box. 
I got it at Redbox. Um, Catherine Keener is in it. I like her. Who's that? She's she's an actress that's like does a lot of indie films. She is. Her name's in, very familiar, but I'm not placing her. She's in Being John Malkovich. She's Which one? In, well, not the Cameron Diaz. <laughs> oh, the dark-haired lady. The dark-haired. She's in Forty-Year-Old Virgin. Did you see that? Yeah. She plays like the woman that he ends up with. Uh, You'll recognize her. Okay. But um Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. The only unbelievable part is that like Catherine Keener's character was at one time married to the James Gandolfini character, and it, that's kind of unbelievable that those two would have ever gotten together. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I liked it. Alright, cool. Um, and then we watched Anchorman 2. Me. Yay. I'm sorry I hear bad things about it. <laughs> yeah, it just I knew it wasn't gonna be great. I just wanted to see all those characters together again and I just I love Will Farrell. I'll watch just about right. anything if he's in it. But yeah, it's nothing to don't run out and buy it. Okay. <laughs> and um so last weekend when Booker was over, um, I had gone to work on Sunday and, you know, that's when Cam and Booker watched Sharknado. Right. And then I guess when that was over, Cam told Booker to, you know, watch whatever he wanted on Netflix and he, Booker started watching Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Cam had never seen it before. Uh-huh. And... So now today is Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've seen about 25. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Cam's hooked, huh? He is so hooked. He loves it so much. Um, yeah, I love that show. It can get fatiguing. I can't watch a lot in one day. It can because they're just, you get so frustrated. They're so stupid. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, there's a certain amount of fatigue. (laughs) There is. So it's a good show. If Cam just wants to sit there after a long, hard day at work and watch four or five of them, that's cool with me because it's a show. I can kind of be in and out and be in the kitchen and hear something and laugh. I don't need to be, you know. Yeah. Hey, speaking of the show, does the the boyfriend from Orphan Black remind you of Charlie? (laughs) Or is it just me? And by boyfriend, I mean the drug dealer boyfriend. Oh, I'm like, V? No. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's a brother. (laughs) Um, Yes, kind of. Kind of. They have, like, similar eyes and and kind of the way he Like round heads. Yeah. Yeah, the way he speaks. He kind of has that squeaky, gruff. (laughs) It's the weirdest voice. It's like squeaky and gruff. (laughs) (laughs) He just... Reminded me from the second I saw him. Every I time I saw him. I can see it totally. But, uh, so, yeah. Our house has been, it's always sunny in Philadelphia all week. <laughs> cracks me up. I love it when Cam gets into a show like that. Yeah. Because he doesn't do it very often. But. So, um. So we've been watching that. And then. My kind of late at night thing now, because Cam goes to bed at about 
nine, eight or nine. Sometimes I do too if I have to get up early in the morning, but I've been kind of once every night I've been watching one episode of True Detective. Okay. On the HBO Go website. That's so, yeah. Woody Harrelson, Matthew McConaughey. Hey. Yeah, see, I was going to watch that, and then I'm like, well, that doesn't have Jason Schwartzman in it. And so I'm like, I'm all confused. And then I figured out that was called Bored to Death, where he's a detective, and it's also on in HBO. It, that's on HBO. I've seen a few episodes of that. It's hilarious. So that's the one I was talking about watching, but uh... True Detective's supposed to be really good, so I guess... I can always watch both. So. Yeah, True Detective, it's a very, I mean, it just ended. The finale was just a, three weeks ago, maybe. So it's a pretty new show on HBO. Uh-huh. Very gritty, you know, pretty serious. Uh-huh. But really good. You know, it's uh, Matthew McConaughey is so good in this. You know how I was kind of like, I'm not sure what I think about him. I like him. He's so good in this. And he and Woody Harrelson have, you know, great chemistry together. Like, I, I we've talked about it before. I'm pretty sure they're pretty good friends in real life anyway. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, they play detectives in Louisiana, and there's a very strange murder that happens. And so they're kind of... Cool. It's, it's the whole series about that murder? Yes. So Ooh, far, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, four episodes in and so far it's all been about that but what's cool about it is it's like sometimes it flashes like 10 years forward and it's Woody Harrelson's character in one room and Matthew McConaughey's character in another room and they're having to like retell the story so you know that something happens at the end like because they haven't been partners now for like 10 years. Like one of the cops asked Woody Harrell, you know, how long has it been since you've seen him? And he's like, I think it's been about 10 years, you know? Hmm. So part of the show is them solving, trying to solve the murder. And, but then part of it is also like flashes 10 years later with them like, talking about on? it, like recounting. So something, you know, that something got messed up, you know? Cool. Do you find so, out at the end of the series? I don't know. I'm only... Well, I'm sorry. By series, I'm sorry. I meant uh, season. Maybe. I don't know yet. I've oh, you're not done. You've only... I'm, only, I'm only four in. forgot. So, it's good. You need to watch it, Em. It's really, really good. Yeah, well, I'm on track to finish <laughs> Mad Men soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Mad Men. Mad Men rabbit hole. Yep. Um... So yeah, True Detective, I know like the whole world saw it while it was on and it's, but if you haven't watched it and you have a way to watch it, watch it. And that's about it, except for episode two of Mr. Selfridge, but you are not caught up, so no need to talk about it. Yeah. I will be soon enough. I have to hurry because I need to catch the first episode before it disappears off of PBS. That's right. That's right. And I remember, I watched the first two episodes, so I only have a few. Three, maybe. The first two? Yeah. At least the first two. It's good. I'd be interested. I'm still, because, you know, it's been off for a while, so now I've watched two new episodes, and I still don't know what to think of Jeremy Piven. <laughs> I still don't know if I like him or not. I mean, I do, but I don't. I don't know. It's weird. 
I back in high school I watched him in Ellen Ellen DeGeneres' show and I liked him. I think that's the only thing I've seen him in. I didn't have no seen in that show? Yeah, he was the bookstore owner or something, her buddy. Oh my gosh, that was him, wasn't it? Yeah. I I've, I've never seen Entourage and so I think that's the only thing I can think of else he's been in. I've never seen Entourage. I yeah, Ellen I, I saw my share of Ellen's, but I it never I for, totally forgot that was him. Um, the thing I remember him the most from is Gross Point Blank with John Cusack. Yeah, I never saw that. You didn't see that? That is That's just one really, I never saw. <laughs> it is such a good movie. Hmm. It really is a fantastic movie. I'll have to write that one down, too. There is a scene at the end between John Cusack and... Dan Aykroyd that is so great. Sounds so good. great. Yeah, you need to, that's your assignment. Okay. You don't have to watch it like by next week, but, because I don't know if it streams. I don't know how you'd get it. Maybe the library. I don't know. Yeah, see our library, they it's almost like a video store. They charge you to rent and they've oh, got a that's right. huge collection, so. But yeah, Jeremy Piven plays like John Cusack's good friend and gross point blank and you can just they grew up together in real life in chicago i believe like i remember reading something about that like uh jeremy piven's parents are both actors and teach at a they like run an acting school and john cusack took classes from them and like that's how they so they've known each other since they were like little boys oh, i see and so they've got good chemistry they're pretty funny together in gross point blank huh. anywho um Okay, well, what, what do you want to talk about? Black Orphan, then? Yeah, Orphan Black. <laughs> orphan Black. I always call it Black Orphan, I don't know why. Oh, you know what? We have feedback for what we've been watching from Harold. Oh, that's right. Okay, so Harold says, In the time that it has taken M to watch four seasons of Mad Men, I have watched all seven episodes of Top of the Lake. I would not recommend it to everyone, as it is a Jane... Campion production and moves at a slow art film pace, but it was definitely worth watching for me. Sounds like something Sue and I would like. Um, I actually watched four or five episodes of it. Oh, you did? Last summer while I was canning. Oh, yeah. Well, I was endlessly sitting at my table cutting tomatoes and stuff. <laughs> you sound iffy about it. I kind of <laughs> lost interest in it. I. Huh. I remember it was like, I can either watch the next episode or watch something else. And I chose something else. It just didn't grab me. Hmm. I don't know. I might have to give it another chance because so many people like it. It's like, maybe I just wasn't in the right mood that day. Yeah. When I'm, when I choose shows that's a distraction. I usually like my laundry. I'll choose like Grey's Anatomy. For some reason, if I'm doing a chore, mm -hmm. I try and stay away from the heavy stuff. Yeah, I think reason. that might be what it was. Is it was just a little bit too heavy for? I don't know. I'm willing to give it another shot though. One of these days. Yeah, me too. I'll definitely check it out. He says, well, he goes on and says, it's a mystery set in New Zealand with Elizabeth Moss as a detective, and I won't spoil more than that. 
As Emily now knows, Elizabeth Moss had an amazing scene in the season two finale of Mad Men. I uh, had to look up which one that was, and yes, he's right. Although I would get, I would spec um, the suitcase in in season four as being all that. That episode blew me away. It was so good. Elizabeth Moss and John uh, Moss and John Hamm were amazing in that episode. It was so good. Oh, really? Yeah, just one of those, one of the best episodes of television you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And it was down to those two. Um. Anyway, so yeah, she's she's good. <laughs> this is like not off topic, but kind of. Did you see that John Hamm and Jimmy Fallon? photo bomb video yes <laughs> i think i shared it on facebook I it was so maybe that's how i saw it <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> that just was so funny john ham he's a funny guy oh man i hear he does um saturday night live and i hear they're amazing i watched part of one and then fell asleep during it uh-huh. no not because of John Hamm, but right. I I think I was just tired. <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah. He oh, that was just so funny, he and Jimmy. I loved it. Oh my gosh. I'll I'll have to put that on Facebook or something for the for everybody in show notes yeah. or something because everyone's gotta watch that. It's hilarious. Watch that. <laughs> so anyway, sorry. Okay. Um Okay, at the beginning of episode four of Top of the Lake, she has a scene that tops that, where her character gets a little intoxicated and tells someone a story of something that happened to her years before. Even if you don't watch all of Top of the Lake, you could just watch the beginning of episode four without knowing much else, just to be blown away by Moss's performance. Obviously. (laughs) No, I remember that. I do, I do. I do remember that. And... No, it was good. It was good. Like I said, I think I just... It was just the wrong show to watch for me. Because, yeah. It just didn't hold my interest. I just didn't care what was going to happen in the next episode. So I was like, if I don't care, why am I going to watch it? Sure. Watch something else and then come back. But I never did go back. Yeah, well, thanks, Harold. We we particularly enjoy what we've been watching feedbacks. (laughs) Yes. Um, Harold's got good taste. So keep the recommendations coming. I don't. I think it would have taken me a while to watch Orphan Black if it hadn't been for you. Yeah. Because like I said, when I I always see the picture that they have of it, and it looks so intriguing. But I don't know. I I remember seeing something that said like sci-fi, and I was like, eh. I mean, because I like sci-fi, but it's not always something I want to watch. Yeah, it's not my first. Yeah choice in I like it more than you but yeah (laughs) I think I kept seeing the sci-fi and went oh I don't want to it's probably aliens or something you know (laughs) yeah but um so yeah keep them coming anyone else if you want to send us a recommendation we'll or we'd love to hear if you've watched anything we've talked about or recommended on our recommendation we'd like to hear what you thought of it yeah dying to talk about Mad Men with someone because I <laughs> I haven't seen it so I can't help. <laughs> I don't know if I know anyone that watches it. <laughs> You're just going to start your own In Mad Men podcast. 
I don't know if it's a show that lends itself to podcasts. Oh, I suppose. Yeah. I guess everything does, but it's not one that, you know, there's shows that I'm just like, like, lost. And when I started Twin Peaks, it's like, okay, I've got to find a podcast of this show right now. Right. I is there a good one for Twin Man. Peaks? There is, there's a pretty entertaining one. It's, it's how I got introduced into intro casts. Oh yeah, okay. It's, um, they're all. Um, I think at least all, almost all of them are from Canada. Uh huh. And so it's two. It's a husband and wife that have seen it, introducing it to two other people. And so oh, okay. you watch, you watch along, while these two introduce it to these two, and you get their takes. It it's good. I like. I it. might just do that. I've been kind of thinking about. It's time to rewatch Twin Peaks again. <laughs> Every few years, you got to watch that. It's fun. Oh yeah. So, cool. Maybe I'll check that out. Um, did you was was that all of Harold's email? Yep, that's done. Okay. Um, did you watch the finale of How I Met Your Mother? Oh yeah. Oh, was that last episode that I had? Mm-hmm. Yep, I watched it. Spoiler alert for How I Met Your Mother. Okay, Editor Emily just cutting in to just tell you if you are not caught up all the way on How I Met Your Mother. We discuss it for about 12 minutes, so skip ahead about there. Then she dies. (laughs) (laughs) So what did you think? I mean, do you think they wrapped it up well? I do, you know, and I've been talking to my McKinley cast co-hosts about it. Mm -hmm. Um... One of them, Katrin, was quite unhappy uh-huh. with what they did. But Rich and I liked it. And I actually am one of the people, I guess it's a rare opinion, but I really liked Barney and Robin together. I thought they made a good couple. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Not me. Yeah, I am I know I'm rare. Yeah. Um, I... I liked them better than Robin and Ted, but, you know, I think Katrin had trouble with, it's like, what, now Robin's going to ditch her career and become, like, mommy, and I'm like, you know what, for the, the first thing is that Ted has been raising these kids for six years alone. Right. He's, you know he's on top of it. He's like, best dad in the world. It's like right. his calling in life. And he's he doesn't... They These kids are old enough, too. And Ted is capable enough, and he's been doing it long enough, that it's not like he needs... It's not like he's a pioneer that needs someone that needs to get married to take care of his children. No, because they're going to be out of the house in a few years. They're, right. Yeah, they're old enough. Robin, they're doing fine. I'm sure. I'm... I know that they're doing fine. They don't need her. They don't need her to cook dinner for them. And, you know, she can... She can still she have can her career. have her yeah. career. She can travel. They can stay home. And Ted, you know, it's it works now for them. And it wouldn't have worked earlier because he wanted kids. She didn't. And now... But she, she wasn't a total cold-hearted career woman. She still had those right. wants to... Well, there's that episode where she finds out she can't have kids, and it seemed to upset her 
quite a bit. Exactly. So you know, like there's a difference between I don't think I want them to, oh, I, I actually have no choice. <laughs> I can't. Right. You know? And it was obviously a confliction. And she has obviously done very well and probably did everything she wanted to in her career. Right. And she can continue to do that. And so it totally works. You know, you've got me convinced. I didn't think of it that way. I was just like, oh, are you kidding? Robin and Ted are back together. Yep. And that's, I think that was a lot of people's reactions. I don't know. It seemed so underwhelming to me. I was like, oh, all right. I, I, yeah, I think, I think they had set it up the whole time that, I don't know. It just, it worked. It just worked for me. And I looked at it that way. And I don't know if it's from someone that's been able to have children and raise them with the love of her life and right you know you know that that's awesome and whatever you can get with that person's great and so i'm happy that he had that time and he found her and he had everything he ever wanted for a little while i mean it's still tragic and sad and i you know i was sad that right he lost her but i don't know i might just have a different perspective on it no i think it's a no i think it's a pretty healthy perspective actually it's you know, it's, it's, he did get the love of his life and that's too bad that it only lasted about 10 years or whatever, mm-hmm. but he well, still got it. A lot of not getting married for so long. I just thought that was a weird, unexplained yeah. angle. <laughs> that Ted and the that mom. They didn't get married until probably, it sounds like not too long before she died. Oh, uh, I don't know if I caught that because... They kept putting the wedding on. It was just, it was unexplained and kind of just like seemed unnecessary. I don't know. Huh. Anyway. I don't know. No, good for Ted because he got the love of his life. Not everyone gets that. Right. And then he gets to end it with kind of another love of his life. Absolutely. So So it didn't work. That wouldn't have worked for him before. Well, some relationships. He had to have that marriage and the family. He had to have that. Well, that's kind of how Cam and I see us, because Cam and I met and dated a little bit back in 1990. Uh-huh. And then didn't really work out, but we remained friends. We both married other people. We were still friends. We actually lived kind of across the street from each other. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> scandalous. <laughs> Our husbands were, you know, he was friends with my husband. I knew his wife, you know. And then we both kind of got divorced around the same time. And now we've been married almost 10 years. It wouldn't have worked if we stayed together back in 1990. We needed those other years, you know? Yeah. So that's, I don't know. It, we wouldn't have been together had we seen. not broken up in 1990, I don't think. We were different people. but Yeah, I wonder with Rob and I, because we met and I had plans to move to New York. And so we almost didn't date. He liked me, and so I was like, okay, but I'm moving. <laughs> so we dated for five months. By the time I left, he was he knew I was the one, and he wanted to marry me, and he was in love with me, and I was not there at all. Mm-mm, I remember. And so I left. I, I was close, but it was like, if I stay, it'd be like I'd stay for him, and right. what, we have to get married now? <laughs> you know, If I stay for him, that's a lot of pressure. That I'm putting off, you know, all of my plans to go move to New York. And so, and 
my plans were not to live there forever. I just, I had plans for six months to a year or something. It was just kind of for fun. I had friends out there. And so I ended up going and out there is when I fell in love with them. And I don't know, we always, we sit, we don't always, <laughs> you know, we've talked about it, wondering if that's what I needed and if we would have been together, if I would have just called it quits. Had I not moved to New York or had those plans, it just seems like that was right. how it worked out for us. Yep. A little yep. distance and sorting my feelings out. I don't know. Totally. Whatever happened out there, I fell in love with them and came home and we got engaged. It is what you needed because it's like you said, if you would have stayed, it there would have been like this weird pressure because then it would have been like, okay, I'm here. Now work your magic or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. So... Yep. No. So anyway, so it works out for Ted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I was so happy to hear Yoshimi that you added that. <laughs> yeah. That was a fun surprise. Every time I think of the flamey lips, I just think of you saying that at the concert. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's so much going on at their concerts and just that little light he was so determined to keep swinging that thing (laughs) i know so me well it's a quick story me and emily and Catherine, Catherine's our sister we went and saw beck and the flaming lips together right and there beck was out singing and wayne coin of the flaming lips comes out and he's got this lantern or was it what was it was it a lantern i think it was just like a led light that was flicked to a cable that could yeah, just was, hang down yeah, it was almost like a it, it was essentially like a little led light that's attached to a mic it looked like a microphone that had a light on it just yeah okay a handheld that's, light that's like a flashlight what like 10 11 12 years ago it was a long time ago probably longer than that I think I was newly divorced, so it might have been like 2001. Yeah, okay, that sounds right. Yeah, maybe 2002. But anyway, um, so Beck is singing his song, and Wayne Coyne's behind him with this light on the end of a cable, and he's just swinging it around in circles. Like a lasso. Like a lasso, the entire song. I mean, I kept looking at his arm going, that's just got to be killing him and it would like mess up and he'd drop it and then he'd just be determined to do it again and finally emily looks over and goes i don't think that light's as cool as he thinks it is (laughs) (laughs) it just it was like he thought man i'm doing like this big disco effect and you know wayne can do some Great stuff. I mean, the guy is a showman, and he... Oh, Wayne showed up at Coachella in a hamster ball. Exactly. He sings in hamster balls, and he wears all silver. And at the when they were on stage, they had several people dressed up in, like, furry animal costumes (laughs) running around the audience giving everybody hugs. And there were millions of, like, beach balls around. Mm-hmm. That everyone was flinging up. I mean, this is a spectacle. This guy could do a spectacle. He's he's a showman. He's uh yeah. It's he's up there singing great music because he's a great musician on top of it. Right. 
but then he likes to have it it's a very performance art yes thing all together yeah. you know and so just this little light on a string that he was so determined to have <laughs> the whole song just didn't do much <laughs> it just I don't think that light's as cool as he thinks it is <laughs> it just it really didn't add a lot <laughs> it didn't add a lot at all and oh man that was funny so we've laughed about that for years yep but yeah Beck and the Flaming Lips that was a great lineup <laughs> that was just thinking about it it's like man that was such a great seriously that was oh. awesome well and then Beck saying the Flaming Lips song um do you realize do you remember how good that was he was just him yes. the acoustic guitar it was oh. better than Flaming Lips I thought it was it was it was fantastic oh man I wonder if there's a recording of that I, I was just thinking that. I'm mean, like, I want to listen to some Beck now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was a Flaming Lips fan back in high school, mm-hmm. and I hadn't paid him much attention since. And so we really went to see Beck, but we were just... And I remember hearing the Flaming Lips. I'm like, oh, cool, Flaming Lips, they're fun. And then I remember all of us just being stunned by how much we liked that show. It's yeah. so fun when the opening band can be can blow you away because that's rare that's rare yeah and they definitely did yeah um yeah when we went to the concert i had a flaming lips cd i think i had like a like a compilation cd that someone had put together burned for me a long time back Mm -hmm. and so and i would listen to it once in a while so i was familiar with you know the flaming lips and you know tangerine wasn't this or vaseline I think that was played on the radio a lot. Yeah, that was definitely their big hit when I was in high school. I don't remember which one it is. Is it Tangerine or Vaseline? I think it's Vaseline. Okay. <laughs> it's been a long time. But um, <laughs> I was always Yoshimi. The first time I heard Yoshimi, I was like, that's the best song I've ever heard in my life. I love <laughs> yeah. it so much. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, it was that was a fantastic concert. And it was small, wasn't it? At like Kingsbury Hall or something? It was really small. And we were like in like the third row and there were all chairs. It wasn't like mosh pit. It was all seating. Catherine and I saw Beck at like the Rose Wagner Theater. You did? I bet there was like 400 people. It was insane. I don't know how we got tickets to that. But I don't think it was. There, I mean, he was probably 10 feet away from us. Awesome. It was so small. It was fantastic. And like his phone, his cell phone rang in the middle of the concert. And it was that um, circus. And like, and I don't think it's a thing that Beck does. I think it just happened because he like pulls his phone out of his pocket. He's like, yeah, doing a concert. Call you later. And he like puts the phone back in his pocket. I was that's like, hilarious. that's funny. But anyway. Yeah, I guess- Kat and I saw Frank Black. In a really intimate place. Just That's a couple right. years ago. That's right. It might have been the same. Was it on 3rd South by the Capitol Theater, kind of? I've been to Rose Wagner. Um, okay. I've seen Samba Fogo there. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a very... Brother-in-law plays in their drum section. Yeah, it was a very... Tiny... So it wasn't Rose Wagner. It was more like a little bar that had a... Gosh, I don't remember... Right on. The venue, but it was it was half bar, and then they had a stage in the next room. 
Oh, cool. It was really intimate, and it was just Frank Black acoustic, and he played some pixie stuff. It was phenomenal. It was amazing. I love. Yeah, it. I remember you telling me about that. Yeah, and you know we, you can be one foot away from Frank Black then. He he was driving. It was funny. He was like driving from Oregon to Florida or something, back home from something, and he decided to just do these really impromptu, barely even. It, it showed up in the paper that day. Just, oh, wow. you know, it was just so, it was hard to find and it was just impromptu and not really advertised. And Catherine happened to see it in the paper that day and called me up. Oh, wow. And so it was just total spur of the moment. And so there wasn't a lot of people and it was cool. He just wanted to play as he was driving home. He'd just stop and I'm sure they arranged it a few days in advance, but just at some of the favorite places he has to play at. How cool. That's... And amazingly, he picked Salt Lake. <laughs> wow. Wow. He sings about Salt Lake in one of his songs. Like, oh, does he? Like it a little bit, at least. People seem to like Salt Lake. We're a cool city. It's not a bad city at all. We've got some weird quirks, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> but it's interesting. It's... It's not the biggest city in the world. You know, I consider it a pretty small town, downtown. Oh, yeah. Big city, but it's clean, and it's, I like it. It's a little quirky and has its things. We've got, our setting is awesome, the mountains. To be able to look out, like, your kitchen window and see those mountains is, it's amazing. They're beautiful. I mean, I've lived here most of my life, and it blows me away. Yeah. Almost every day you see it. It's gorgeous. You know, it's funny because I think when you grow up in it, you just kind of take advantage of it. You don't really notice it. And I remember it was when the Olympics were here and I was at home watching like Tom Bro- Tom Brokaw, uh-huh. like doing some commentary on the Olympics. And he's in some office building and there's a window behind him and you can just see the Rockies right there. And and he's all, everyone, just look at how beautiful this is. He's, like, pointing out. And I was like, I see that every day. He's right. That is beautiful. <laughs> it's like, you know, ever since then, I, I re- it's really, I've just noticed him more. Because when you grow up with him, that's just, like, part of your. Yeah, just take it for granted. It's just there it's every day. It's part you know. But My, having someone I else think... pointed out, I was like, he's right. That is really pretty. I'm lucky. <laughs> Yeah, the my biggest one was a Facebook picture when we were living um, in Cedar Hills, right at the mouth of the canyon. So I mean, we are like on the mountains, and right. I just posted a picture of my kids playing in the yard, and I got so many comments from my friends that live out of the country or have never been to Utah. They're like, "Oh my goodness, your view is spectacular! I can't, you know, it that is beautiful." And I'm like. You know, and I just was just posting a picture of my kids, and I wasn't even. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny, but it's a good place. So <laughs> that's a little off topic. Yeah, non sequitur. <laughs> that's where to do it is with this section. This section's for the hardcore fans. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> so, all right then. Um, I think we've covered it all. I think we have. 
So I guess I'm going to watch episode one, season one of Buffy. Yep. Hey, you're going to get a nice surprise. Um, one of the first people you meet. I don't know if you know if she's in it or not. Oh, really? Yep. Don't tell me. I won't. Okay. I mean, I know Allison, what's her name, is in it. Is, that, is it her? No. Oh, okay. I figure you'd know that. <laughs> so, okay, well, um, I guess I'll talk to you later. All right, cool. Okay. See ya. Right. Bye. Bye. Stay tuned after the music for Orphan Black spoilers. Okay, bye. Mad Men's fault or what, but I didn't get so hooked on it that you know I had to stay up until two. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I enjoyed it. I liked it. I think it's really good and it was interesting. But it didn't grab me really grab me until the last maybe three episodes. I was interested and you know wanted to see what was next, but I could definitely watch one and then walk away for a few days. Right, right. I see that. I mean, I. I, like, watched the first five or so episodes, like, in one day, and then kind of watched one or two each night until it was done. So it grabbed me a little bit more. I, but I do, the later episodes, I just loved them. I love Allison. Yeah. What she does with her husband. Just her whole, just, the glue gun and stuff. meltdown. Oh, yeah, was that fantastic. was awesome. And I just kind of like how... She she seems like the character who kind of changes the most. Yeah. Because at first, she just hates Sarah, you know. Yeah. 
She's so awful. And then, I don't know, she just really, you know, she becomes like dependent on Felix. She seems to love Sarah's daughter. I really liked that episode when she had to pretend to be Sarah to go visit. Is it Ky- Kayla? Kyla? Ky- Kyra? So, Kira. Kira. How she had to kind of pretend to be her mom, and Kira's like, You're not my mom. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that was like, awesome. I love little kids. They're so smart. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, you look just like her, but you're not her. And I just like how honest she was. She's like, okay, you're right. I'm not, but you've got to pretend I am. You know, I just. Yeah, well, she's a, she's a good mom. She's a soccer mom. and Yeah. She's good with kids. Do you, what are your opinions on Kira? Do you think something weird is going on with her? I don't know. She seems to have like magical healing powers. Yeah. So. Kind of I like don't... a slayer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's weird because. I guess it would be kind of weird for a clone to have a child because they all seem very surprised. Is, are they surprised because they didn't think they could have kids? It seems or, like all of them were told they couldn't. And Allison had to adopt. And Right, because Allison adopts. She seems to be the only mother besides Sarah. Yeah, and interesting, one of them's a lesbian. That's like an interesting... I just kept thinking about that. How, how you're raised or environmental factors. Could right, make the same person a lesbian. That's interesting. It it is. It really does. It's a pretty fascinating, like nature versus nurture. Yeah, type yeah, stuff. the whole thing and all of them. Because they all have the exact same DNA. I mean, they are the same. Right. But yet, yeah, one is. I was going to ask you about that though. Do you think is she really a lesbian, or was she just trying? Because she knows that that girl is like her monitor, right? Doesn't she suspect her? Yeah, I was wondering I think if she was. was just trying to get close to her, no. and that was what she, or was she really? I could tell she was a lesbian early on. Oh, okay. Just the way she acted, I thought. I called it early on. Oh, did you? I, I can't say I knew, but I called it. Okay. Like, I think she's gay, and that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It's very, and just that actress, she's so great. How Wow. They are all just truly different. Yeah, and she had to act with herself in certain scenes. So cool. How crazy is that? I mean, most actors have a hard time getting one character right. Yeah. You know. She got them all right. She got them all right. It was amazing. I love, I mean, even the German. You don't see much of the German, but she was great. Yeah. I, I love it when she pretends that she's the German. She's like rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That made me laugh. But, and I love her brother, Fee. Right. You know, at first I was just right, I think the first few minutes with him, I thought, oh, here we go. It's, he it's he- like the token black guy. They're going to be wacky and say wacky things. It's well, like the token gay black guy. So he's very stereotypical, <laughs> over the top, dramatic. Yeah, he is extremely over, you know, and, you know, I've known these guys in person, guys like that in person. So it's not like yeah. really over the top, but it's just, it's kind of how you feel when it's like, oh, here's the, here we go. But he, he won my heart in the end. He totally won my heart, too, because 
Yeah, I was, I think I did a eye roll the first five minutes I met him too. <laughs> but he is very, I thought he was going to be so self-absorbed and so, which he is in a way, but he, he's so helpful and just so. Oh yeah. Just cares. He totally he, stepped up and he, yeah, he, you knew he cared. He cares about Sarah so much and, and her daughter. He's so cute with Kira. Yes. And I, I just love how they all kind of became like dependent on him. Like Allison out of all of them. I didn't think Allison was, she was holding a gun to him in the first episode or so, <laughs> That's right. you know, and then she's like, I need your help, you know? And yeah. So she was right about her husband too, right? Cause yes. Day. See, now I was, I couldn't believe she let, that woman die. I, oh, I know. I was shocked. Oh my! What it was a like a total Heisenberg. Total Heisenberg. She that was letting that girl choke on her own vomit. Uh huh. Well, you just stand there and watch. She could have. Ah. Yeah, all I could think of was Walter White. Yep. But I couldn't believe she did that. And and I was going to discuss with you till the last like minute of the show. I'm like, I don't think she was. The, I really believe her. I don't think she knows what she's talking about. Yep. I don't think she was her watcher. Is that what they call them? Watchers? Or am I thinking Monitor, of Buffy? Monitor. Monitor. Monitor, that's right. Watchers from Buffy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can see why Allison thought that lady might be. Oh, yeah. She is a very nosy neighbor. Always seems to be there. You know. Right. But it but, does end up being her husband. Yeah, and I had figured, I I don't know, just, she was too clueless, that especially that last scene. Although I had figured it out earlier that she wasn't it. Yeah, I didn't I think was still was. shocked it was the husband again, though. I was still shocked it was the husband. I didn't, yeah, at the end I didn't think it was the neighbor. But man, what a way to die getting oh, choked by your scarf that's stuck in a garbage <laughs> disposal. How does that happen? That's like, that is the definition of a freak accident. That is crazy. Yes. That is why your garbage disposal switch should be right there. Not far away. <laughs> yeah, really. Most are, aren't they? Mine's right there. If I, if that happened to me, I'd be able to switch myself. It's just right there. <laughs> but yeah, it is crazy that she just let her die. That's nuts. That's gonna—I don't know. That's gonna—it messed gonna, her up already. But that's gonna mess with her, yeah. especially you know that in season two she's probably gonna find out her husband actually is her moderator or monitor. So she let her die for nothing. Right. Crazy. And she's like she smokes weed with her husband. <laughs> I just love that. Did I miss that? When she goes to the ice skating rink? Did you? I don't remember that. She sleeps with that neighbor's husband? You know, I heard them talking about it. I don't know what was going on when that happened in the show. What oh. episode was it? Uh, one of the last ones. Like maybe oh, really? to the last. Yeah. Maybe. It, it wasn't a very long scene, but she goes to... So the sleeping with him wasn't something that happened years ago. It was no, it happened like that day. Oh, huh? Because that's funny. I just totally missed that. 
Yeah, she goes to, she's like a coach. She's a coach for everything. <laughs> right. She's a coach for ice skating. Yeah, I remember her talking about she was going to do it. So. Because she offered her, the neighbor lady offered to do it for her. She's like, no, I'm doing it. Right, right. Even so if my kids are not there. Yeah. So then later on, she shows up at the ice rink. That neighbor lady's there and was like, I said I was going to take care of this for you, you know. And they kind of get in a fight and that lady's husband's there. Chad is maybe his name. I'm going to call him Chad. You can um, just call him douchebag. Douchebag, yeah. But uh, he's there and then you see her go out to her van. She's mad and she leaves. She goes to leave and she can smell. You can see douchebag like in his car parked over a couple stalls and he's like smoking a joint. Okay. And he sees her look over and he's like trying to put it out and she stands at the window and she's got that Allison look, you know. Right, because like a month ago she probably would have raised hell on him. Exactly. But instead she grabs a joint and takes a big hit and then <laughs> like <laughs> it cuts to them like in the van together and they're all just completely stoned. <laughs> All right. And then they do it in Got the van it. in the parking lot. Yeah. And then he goes home and tells his wife or <laughs> No, cuz like another neighbor with oh. kids walks up and sees him. Okay. So, I'm pretty sure that she's the one that tells the wife. Okay. When they talked about that, I thought that was just something that must have happened a few years ago or something. That's funny. I missed it. Okay. Yeah. So, yep, very interesting. I I liked it. I'm yeah. It starts again in a week or so, right? The nineteenth, I think. Is that is that when it starts? I was gonna look Pretty it up because sure. I do wanna. I wanna keep on top of that. 